2: Well, it reminded me, even when when Trump was running in 2015, uh, you know, when he would go out there, when he was pushing, like, American companies. And I used to think part of it was, I'm like, is he intentionally like laughing at us? He'd go out there and he goes, this is a friend of mine, Dave's Peach Company. We're going to give them a billion dollars. They're going to create nine jobs, nine jobs. Add that to the left. I'm like, what is he talking about? Nine jobs. Like, Or we're going to cut a deal with SoftBank. They're going to come and invest. They're going to build an Apple factory here. It's going to create 301 jobs. I'm like, that's something that a mayor negotiates. What the hell is the president of the United states negotiating some deal for 300 jobs it doesn't make any
1: sense politics is sales it is sales sales and part i mean there's a few people that go i think a lot of people go into it you know having having good intentions but few remain that way yeah i mean the ones who who Try to do that, or either pushed
2: out. They don't even get committee seats or anything. Well, so they just you'll never. Have no power, you'll, right. you'll never hear from them. Yeah, those are those ones. And otherwise, if you're a real pain in the neck, they just run somebody against you and force you out of there. You don't last very long. There's been a few over the years that have tried, and generally you just get forced out. All right, yep. Jim. So what we're gonna do? I decided next time I'm gonna prep the audience the day before you come on, or or what I might do is I put out like a ten minute. Uh, show before the actual show and I'm going to tell people if this is your first time listening you want to go back you want to listen to episode 80 88 and 120 before you listen to the next one because we're not going to jerk around we're going to just jump in and start tearing through all the documents next time
0: because yeah, and other, as we go through otherwise all these we've got
2: 640,000 uh, <laughs> we won't create so, 650,000 jobs but we can create 650,000 shows off of this. exactly
1: well and, and what we're gonna what people so people don't get freaked out this is going to take a, a gazillion hours as we go through more of these documents there won't be as much dialogue in between um because they're saying the same thing you'll see these themes over and over and over and over again um And so we'll be able to go through documents quicker. I mean, this is the first time we go through a BIS document, we're probably going to go through it in detail. First time we go through a UN document, we're probably going to go through it in detail, but not the fifth time.
2: Okay. And then let me just ask you this, uh, because I want to know if we're going to get to this here. So are you going to start to show, are we going to be able to see through the documents that the eventual... Uh, let's call it their dream scenario is that carbon and the carbon credit system will be tied to the central bank digital currency system is that where you see that they would like to get to like would that be a goal of theirs Mm -hmm. oh it is okay so that's how they want to eventually so when we're talking about the first iteration of CBDC, like what we're seeing being tested through the Enbridge Project or what we're seeing the Federal Reserve testing here and now in cooperation with 12, like uh, uh, private banks, commercial banks. The, the first iteration, is that going to be tied to carbon or would their goal be let's say to go hey we want to start to distribute cbdc through welfare and through um social security so we can get x number of people to start to use it and start to measure some of the Uh, transactions
1: i I don't know i I don't know but the bis enbridge document was cbdc the bis project generous genesis document is more about the carbon um so you'll see they're not directly linked, but they talk about CBDC and Project Genesis. So you'll it is kind of linked, uh, but I don't know how exactly they're going to come out of the gates. So
2: yeah, so know. you think so the carbon based. Okay, so if you wanted to believe him based on the panel discussions now, we're essentially a one central bank digital currency token, let's say in the United States, it has the value of one u s. dollar. So it operates like the stablecoin system where one token is tied to one dollar. The eventual goal is what? to create this the value of the money the the central bank digital currency digital token the value of that will be based on the carbon credit market that's kind of how they want to do it
1: if i had to guess the cbdc rollout will be voluntarily largely at first it's still about it's probably 2030 it's seven to ten years away um as you as we'll see in some of these documents they're not close it's going to take a lot more work and each one of these uh studies takes 2 to 3 years and then they come up with more questions and more functionality they they want to add and it's going to take a while plus they got to change the laws right um so that'll be a slower process than they probably hope i i don't know exactly i think that if i had to guess the carbon credit system will come after that because by 2030 will they have 30% of the land no that's what they want
2: but they won't have it okay so then they can eventually sell that almost like tying the dollar to gold they're going to eventually say oh we've got the carbon standard now the carbon standard we can tie this to uh, carbon because there is an infinite amount they can create a whole you know scenario now is it your opinion based on what you researched so far that they will as far as mainstream goes, they're going to roll out CBDC on the
1: uh, wholesale side before they actually roll it out on the retail side. That's the it, first it, thing you'd say? I think it depends. I think it depends. Some some documents, it's, that's what it seems like. But look at Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. went to a retail CBDC a year ago, October of 21. And now f- for people that don't know the situation in Nigeria, I think only like 30% of the people have a bank account. Uh, or maybe it's 70, 80% don't have a bank account and 30% of the people are using some form of crypto, Bitcoin, or whatever. And so uh, uh, in October of 21, they issued the E, whatever their currency is, it's a CBDC from the Nigerian Central Bank. Well, they assessed it a year later, October of 2022, and only 0.5% of their population actually used the Central Bank digital currency. So what did they do in November, the very following month? They mandated it. How did they mandate it? Oh, you can only take out $45 uh, at the ATM at any one time, no more than $200 a week. It, it's,
2: I mean, Oh, in cash.
1: Yeah, in cash. In cash, right. They they limited the amount of cash you could take out of the bank. Um, you know, there's lots of things. I, I don't know what's going to happen in Nigeria. I certainly want to see how that plays out. Because we saw with the truckers in Canada and Trudeau and you know freezing bank accounts, there was a run on the banks. We saw in Ireland when they said they're going to close like eighty percent of the branches in rural areas, there was a run on the banks. <clears throat> uh, a, fr- a friend of I don't mine know about just,
2: Nigeria, yeah. A friend of mine just told <laughs> me about- that that her, no, her friend tried to close a, a savings account she had at um, I can't remember it was it was like Chase or Wells Fargo or something, one of the big ones. And she had a small branch where she lived somewhere out in the bonies in Washington State, I think. And it was only $5,000 in the account. She said, hey, I'm closing the savings account. I want my $5,000. She was going to go invest it in something. They said, well, you can't do that. She said, what do you mean I can't? This was like two weeks ago. They go, what do you mean I can't do that? They said, we don't have $5,000 in cash here. She goes, you don't have $5,000 in cash. They said, we can give you $2,000. She goes, and you could just withdraw it from the account. She goes, no, I want to close my account with you and get my $5,000. That's what I want. They said, well, we can give you a, a bank check. She goes, well, what am I going to do with the bank check? I'm going to bring it to you to cash it. I want my money. It took her two weeks to finally get this big bank to close her account and give her her $5,000. Can you believe it? I mean, I can believe
1: it, but yeah, that's pretty that doesn't. That, that doesn't, so I guess it really... It depends, right? They they typically keep 100 200 300 grand on hand at a branch at any given time in a week or two weeks, right? Mm. But if she went in when they were running low that week, they may not have had five grand. <laughs> That's crazy though. And they had they were waiting <laughs> on a Brinks truck to deliver it. That's true. true. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, all of your listeners, the first thing you should do is fire the big bank. Yes, that is the first thing you should do. It's not hard, even if you don't have the time to go look up or want to go do the research on a on a state uh, non non Fed member bank. Just go go to any local bank. Any, I don't care if it's a Fed member bank. Go to any local bank and fire Bank of America, fire J P Morgan, fire Chase, fire the big banks immediately. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. that first, then go do your homework. On whether that local bank you just went to is a fed member bank or not go do your homework, but you should literally go out next week and fire the big bank. Mm -hmm. This is the first thing anybody should do.
2: Yep. And use cash and use
1: cash and go meet your local farmers. And so one of the things I wanted to say as we were going through this, I know we're over time, you know, these experiments and these, this technocrat system they want to employ is kind of similar to uh, an exercise you would run in, in some kind of MBA school, right? It works great in the classroom classroom. but they don't they never factor in human beings and how they might how they might be affected and how they might think and how they might react. How many black markets are going to be created across the globe? In everything. If they get this system up and
0: running. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, and I agree with you, because uh, as I mentioned in the very beginning of the show, technocracy being the science of social engineering, and it's also the systematic control of the means of production and distribution of goods and services, which is what CBDC will be. They want to control everything down to the last transaction. And that goes from you Every buying a fish cup of bite. coffee... Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you buying a cup of coffee all the way up to the distributor who has to buy the beans from the guy who farms them or the people that pick them. And so, I mean, that's what they want. That's what they want. But at the end of the day, that's why I'm telling people in the audience, too, if you could start to develop... Uh, services or products or stuff you could develop in yourself where you cut out the most amount of people from the supply chain. Those become the products that you're going to be able to sell and barter on a local level. And those are the black markets that will start all over the place. Look, they want to play this game and it goes back to the energy certificates from 1930 where the CBDC they're going to distribute to you you can't buy it, you can't sell it, you can't trade it, you can't transfer it. That all has to do with not allowing people to build wealth. That's part of the whole plan, is they distribute you 500 tokens a week, you have to spend them by Friday, you cannot save them or transfer them. Okay, well, that, that all sounds good if you want to run a prison, prison plan and slave system, but at the end of the day, how many real people... Are actually going whether you're socially engineering them into this over ten years, twenty years, twenty five years. At the end of the day, are really going to end up agreeing to that? You know, like you know, it's like having a, a waiter, or waitress that gets tips in cash, and you expect you really believe that all hundred percent of the tips they get in cash they're claiming on their taxes. I mean, th- those are the natural black markets that will start when they try to enforce the yeah, system. Like and when
1: this. you when you said that about the CBDC, I mean, people need to. Some of the stuff is obvious, okay. If they tell you that they need to take thirty percent of the land and thirty percent of the oceans to save the planet, you know it's not to save the planet because they had they didn't want to save the planet the last hundred years. They poisoned the crap out of the planet the last hundred years, so you know it's just a grift that they want to take thirty percent of the land and and the ocean and make a ton of money for themselves. When they tell you CBDC is all about equality and banking and, and inclusivity. It's all about inequality and making more money for the elite and less money for everybody else. Yeah, it's yep. not hard.
2: No, and if they wanted to, of, yeah, if they wanted to save the land, they'd be giving it to people like Farmer Carol, people like Jim, people like myself, everyone who wants to build a homestead and grow your, grow your own vegetables. That's what they would be doing. They were, they'd get right. back to the plan where they, they gave really, everyone an
1: acre and said, "Here, go grow your own vegetables. Good luck." If they really wanted regenerative farming, they would be funding regenerative farmers now instead of regulating them out of business or trying to steal their farm
2: exactly exactly all right Jim that sounds uh sounds great I appreciate it very much um and then as we said we've got what 232 more episodes to go <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll, we'll we'll speed it up
2: no let's we'll be yeah definitely uh one when, when's the next time you think you want to uh, stop by? Good tomorrow. Oh, you want to do it tomorrow? Sure. All right. Sounds good to me. Let's do we'll it. Do Let's do start cranking through. Oh no. All right. Yeah. That makes per that makes perfect sense then. Because that way we don't have the long gaps between the shows and we gotta catch everybody back up. So, I'm done folks- reading documents, man. So- <laughs> I've read over a
1: thousand pages. It might be over two thousand pages. I'm done reading documents for a long time.
2: Oh, that's perfect. All right, so folks, what I recommend you do is listen to and I know there was thousands of people that listened, so but I know there's more people like listening to the show every day so if you haven't go back and listen to episode 80 listen to episode 88 while you're on your little vacation between Christmas and New Year's and then you can listen to this uh, 120 and then we'll just try to knock out as many as we can before the end of the week and hopefully get all caught up on this and then if you guys are interested in talking to Jim directly about what he does again he's talked about this on the Thomas Payne podcast on the Hotwire with Mike Moore you guys can join pain.tv slash gold and you could reach out to him on there you could direct message me there and I'll give you the link to his profile We just don't put his name out last name out publicly because what the hell there's crazy people everywhere and plus uh, Jim's got a hot product and he can't handle all the sales calls he'll be getting (laughs) so uh, yeah reach out to me on there and I'll give you a link to Jim's uh, profile if you want to join pain.tv slash gold or I'll have the links uh, he got off Twitter and everything, so you guys can email me if you want. I can give you his
1: uh, email address. Yeah, I'm so glad. I don't miss Twitter at all. Sorry.
2: Uh, I've been on and off there since, well, years ago when I was in the the comedy, but a total waste of time.
1: All you I do is end up getting fights
2: with people. I lasted, yeah.
1: might, have been, it might have been seven months. Yeah, that was it. I was done. But-
2: It's not worth it. I mean, like, you've built a a better network of friends and, uh, you know, allies in this, people that send you information, customers, stuff like that over at Payne.t. That's why I tell people, just go there. It's a like-minded group of folks. It's not an echo chamber. People will argue with there if you want to argue. But um, people are generally all about trying to find solutions. And again, we're going to argue somewhat because our goals are different. Like, I want to live up on a mountain in West Virginia. That's not what Jim wants to do. So, our solution to get to those goals are going to be different. That's why when people want a one-size-fits-all solution to everything, it doesn't exist because everybody's goals are different. But the more you're educated on these topics, the more realistic goals you can start to develop and actually figure out how to achieve those. All right, Jim, I thank you very much. For everyone else, you can leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and a comment. Join us at pain.tv slash gold. If you'd like to leave a donation for the show, it is donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. Thank you very much, Jim. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold.
1: The Matrix is a computer generated dream world Hmm. built to keep us under control in order to change a human being.
2: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv